Welcome to Women on Wealth, a podcast by women for women. Our mission is to empower women to embrace the discussion around wealth, demystify finance and market-related topics, and break down the emotions that surround these decisions. Your host is Julina Ogilvie, partner and wealth advisor with Principal Wealth Partners. She's a certified private wealth advisor and a certified investment management analyst with over 20 years of industry experience. Well, welcome everyone to Women on Wealth. I am, I know I say this every single time, but I'm so excited about my guest speaker today because uh, I have known her since high school and I've been able to watch her journey and it's truly an impressive one. She's an entrepreneur. She's a married mother of three. I have Courtney Hall, who is co-founder and former editor-in-chief of Bella Magazine, meaning she launched a self-funded magazine in New York City, of all places, uh, was told repeatedly that this would be an impossible mission, which I'm sure she'll talk about. And I think what's really unique about what what she created was that it speaks to the average woman versus this unattainable beauty and lifestyle stories that you see from so many other magazines. So uh, welcome, Courtney. I'm so happy to be doing this. Oh, I'm so excited. I uh, I actually don't even know where to start, but, but I think before you start talking about Bella and your journey there, can you talk about how you went into publishing in general before it? Sure. Well, actually, you know what? It was kind of random. I graduated college and I started working at uh, Gray Advertising, which back in the day was one of the biggest agencies in the world. Um, so, you know, I worked on various accounts but it was kind of boring. So a friend of mine actually had jumped into publishing and was raving about it. So I actually interviewed at her company and ended up going into magazines. <laughs> and, and you worked at a few magazines, right? I did. Actually, when I first started at magazines, I worked um, in direct response advertising, which is like, you know, the smaller ads in the back of the book, right? you know, where you call like 1-800 numbers for blinds and all that stuff. Um, So I started doing that at Metropolitan Home and El Decor, which were very upscale, like home publications. And then I left there and I went to, um, I worked at Better Homes and Gardens, which was amazing. And then I left there and went to launch Rosie O'Donnell's magazine. So that's right. I definitely, you know, had a lot of experience in a short time being at, you know, home magazines and then a celebrity magazine, a new launch. So it was actually a pretty exciting time. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to, to learn all the different pieces. And you were very successful, from what I understand, at the advertising. You know what? I, I know. I'm not, I, I wish I wasn't good at sales, but I am. Uh, my, my family makes fun of me because I sold knives in college. And uh, they're like, what are you selling knives for? I was like, I don't know. I think I can make money. And I made a ton of cash in one summer. So from there, I realized I could probably handle sales if I can sell knives door to door. Yeah. <laughs> remember I forgot about that story (laughs) so I remember you explaining to me that you you literally started Bella out of your house can you can you talk about where this idea came from and how you launched it sure um it was actually gosh I mean how many years ago it was in 2010 so my gosh 12 years ago my kids were little and my husband and I had owned a real estate company and a mortgage company and You know, as most people know, the real estate market crashed in 08 and it was just, I was just kind of fed up with it. That was his passion. Um, And a friend of mine actually 
called me and said, there's a Long Island like local glossy magazine. And I think you could do better than this one. And I was like, really? I, I don't know. You know, I never thought about starting my own magazine. And he really got it into my head. And we were going to partner on it actually together. And in the last minute, he got cold feet yeah. and said, you know, I've got four kids. This is right. crazy. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to try it on my own, which was crazy. And I just kind of, I became very passionate about starting something myself. And um, I would just sit on my couch. I had a baby and a four and five-year-old. And I would just think of ideas. If I was reading a magazine as a New York woman, what would I want to see? You know, I'm a mom. I was in my 30s and 40s. And everything I was reading kind of wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Right. Um, so I thought, you know, maybe I could do this. So I thought of the concept. I, you know, I came up with our media kit and what the magazine would focus on and um, found like three people who could help me with like the creative and, you know, um, getting us in with the printers and everything else. And within literally six months, we had our first copy. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you think about 2010, it's an interesting time to start a magazine, like a hard copy. Right. Yeah, 100%. So the the criticism that you got, how, I mean, you you took it so gracefully. How emotional was it to kind of overcome all of this criticism that you were getting? You know what? It was hard, especially because at that point I had been, you know, out of the business for like four, four or five years at that point because I had gone over to run things with Dan. Right. And um, so, you know, I'd be kind of out of the business. Things change very quickly in media. So like, my contacts back then, it was like a whole new team in place. So it was very tough. Yeah. But, um, you know, I went and met with so many clients in advance, people I had never met with before and sold them on the concept and said, I promise you this magazine is going to be exactly what I'm saying. If you advertise in it, everything else. And, um, and I said, if it's not, I'll give you your money back. Like the second I drop it off, if you're like, this is not what I wanted, I'll refund your money. Right. And uh, luckily that did not happen once. <laughs> I just felt like I was so passionate about it. You know, the people like believed in me, like right. advertisers and local business owners. Um, but then obviously the other side is the industry saying, this is never going to work. Prince dead. You're starting something locally out of like your house. It's not going to work. That fueled my fire more. I was like, really? Now it's a hundred percent going to work. Right. And kind of took it from there. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I mean, you've always had, you've always had a persistency about you. I don't, I don't know where you get your confidence. <laughs> so you, so you, you sold, you sold Bella. Was it a year ago now? Actually, it's, it's going to be, it's going on three years in August. Holy cow. Okay. So by the time you started in New York, by the time you sold it, how national were you? Oh, Jules, it was amazing. I mean, I started it and it was a local Staten Island magazine. It was right. that local. It wasn't even like New York City, you know, yeah. we didn't have offices or anything. And um, so it was local here. And the things we did to get the magazine out, Jules, I mean, my husband and I would spend weekends like plastering cars at the mall, just, you know, putting free copies on every car, just like trying to like build that business, you know, right. and we did every local event, handing out free copies. It was so arduous. It was crazy. Like yeah. looking back now I was like, Oh my gosh. But, um, so we started there by the time I sold it, we were actually global. 
We were um, nationwide, sold at every single Barnes and Noble, and that was through Barnes and Noble asking us because we started off initially just in New York and LA, and they kept getting requests from all over the country. I love so it. Then, I remember that announcement. Yeah, it was really one of the most exciting times because yeah. we were asking us, we weren't asking them to do it. Right. So um, we we were on every Barnes and Noble. We were in the airports. We were um, in Europe. We were. We went everywhere. It was really an exciting time. Yeah, it's so it's so impressive. And you you um you self funded this, right? You you started this financially. So the question, <laughs> you know, the question everyone always asks is, how did you do it? Like, what are some of the challenges you came across? Well, you know what? Um, we definitely started small because I thought it would stay small. So I never really thought I had to go like for funding, you know, search out VCs or anything like that, because I thought, you know, it's going to be local. I can kind of handle it. And so the initial startup expenses were really just printing the media kits, all that stuff. So it was about five to 7,000 initially. Yeah. Um, But I guess the good part about being a a decent salesperson is that I was able to pre-fund it even before I printed, it was already paid for. Oh, wow. Okay. A decent so, salesperson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like amazing. I was like, thank God. So after, you know, we initially laid that out, we never had to lay out money again. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And you, you, um, you, re- you referenced at one point, the influence that your mom had. Can you, can you talk a little bit about her? <laughs> oh, my mom. Oh, body. <laughs> Jules is laughing because she knows her personally. No, my mom is, uh, you know what, in, I used to always have to be dressed as the editor-in-chief. Obviously, I'm a little more casual now in athleisure wear since I'm home. But um, my mom was always very, very um, strong in her opinions about you always have to be dressed and you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to see. I was like, well, mom, I'm only 15. Who am I going to meet? You know, but... (laughs) Ever. Um, so, you know, like that always stuck with me was, you know, always look your best. You don't know who you're going to run into, which is so ironic because right now I'm going to Zoom call with you with no makeup on, Jules. How did that happen? <laughs> I can't even tell. You've got to be kidding me. But it's, it, it, I think it instilled a confidence in you as well that I've always known that you have. Well, you know what? It's funny only because, you know, like I look through like our high school yearbook, say, and everyone's in like regular clothes, like yeah. sweats and jeans and like just regular things. I'm in like, like dresses. I'm like, what am I doing? I was in high school. So who knows? But it Where's worked out. Best dressed? Best dressed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> dressed, what was it? 93? My claim to fame, Jules. My claim to fame. I love it. I love it. No, that, that's great. And what about, so you met a ton of celebrities through this process because you were you were successful in getting so many of them to be part of of your story how how did you start that conversation with some of them how do you how do you ask them to be part of your magazine well you know what at first Jules I was so nervous only because you know for the first I'd say like year and a half it was you know the celebrity interviews they were all like you know real exclusive interviews but you know they would just supply us with the photos, you know, like they wouldn't do any cover shoots, which, you know, I get, I mean, I never done a cover shoot, so I was kind of hesitant anyway. Right. (laughs) I was like, I'm not sure what that entails, but I really learned a lot, like just doing it. And um, then it was May of, I think May of 13 or 12 or 13, 
Christy Brinkley. I got her last minute for like our summer cover. And I was so excited because she's, you know, an icon. Yeah. And um, so her PR was like super professional, super nice. She only manages Christy, Billy and Alexa, like, <laughs> and, and Jimmy Fallon. So she's got some heavy clients. Yeah. And uh, she was just like, you could do it. Do the photo shoot. Come to the Hamptons. Bring your team and do it. Oh, Jules. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> really like, oh, my gosh. So um, it was scrambling for like high end photographers and stylists and glam teams. Like and uh, I had like two weeks to get it together. We got it together and it is still my favorite cover. Love oh my it. gosh. Well, because I think just of so, so much of the unknown, that's hysterical. <laughs> I'm sitting there and asking me questions. I was like, of course, but fake it till you make it, I guess, you know, yeah. <laughs> fake it till you make it. And one of the things I love is that your, your kids have been able to watch this along the way as they, as they've grown. What, what do you think the influence has been on them? And are, what are the conversations like when you, you talk about the business and starting from nothing? Well, you know what? It's funny only because they were here through it all, you know, from when they were little and it was, you know, much more stressful at first. Um, I don't think they realized until probably I sold it, how much work it was just, you know, just flying to LA, flying to Dallas, everywhere, doing all these photo shoots and doing everything. I feel like it gave my girls, especially an appreciation for the fact that I was doing all that, but I was still trying to always be there for them, which is right. really weird, you know? Right. Um, but it's funny because, you know, Lindsay now who's in college, she says to me, Oh, I wish I cared more then. there's so many celebrities I want to meet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she met a few, but you know, it's more exciting, I guess, when you're older. No, absolutely. I think the role that you set for not only them, but for so many is so impressive. So that's, that's great. And what about, uh, are there any mistakes? I mean, you, oh, you always make mistakes when you, when you go down this path, right? Are there any that you're willing to talk about that you say, wow, I really learned from that one? You know what? Um, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> you know what? Um, I think Gosh, I mean, Jules, it's filled with mistakes, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just, it's when you're building a business, it's just constant mistakes. But I think the biggest mistake I made looking back now was um, realizing that certain members of my team were mm -hmm. more valuable than they were and that others were not nearly as valuable as I treated them. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have a really cohesive great team and there's like just back nonsense going on that yeah. I was even aware of at the time that my gut instinct said, you know, maybe these couple people shouldn't still be here, but I let it go on. Right. And such a mistake only because you know what, like, once you have negativity at all, yeah, they're gonna like spread that throughout the whole office. It festers. You know? Yeah. It festers. So, I mean, yeah. I guess letting people stay too long who shouldn't have. And um, I mean, really, it, it's really just based on the people, you know? I mean, the work is the work, but you know, I I have, I built so many valuable relationships from Bella, but then you also see how people truly are when you no longer have anything to offer them. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, definitely. Yeah. And is there, um, Aside from just uh, aside from just successfully starting 
a magazine and selling it and growing it. Is there, uh, is there another success that you would identify with this whole process that you're just really proud of? You know what? Um, honestly, for me, it's going to sound like superficial and stuff, but you know, the, literally like I am like a real housewives, like fan beyond. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love Beverly Hills. My favorite. I know it's embarrassing, but, yeah. um, when I was able to, you know, be on that show twice, it was so huge for the brand. It was so huge just for me personally, because I was literally like living out my dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That that was like super exciting. I mean, it really was. I feel like, um, you know, it was also Dan, my husband too, you know, he actually ended up, you know, not leaving real estate full time, but he left it and was really at Bella with me. We had some really, um, really big wins, you know, big clients. Like one of my top moments was when um, I won the Saks business because, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue is a luxury brand. They don't just advertise anywhere. It was extremely right. tough. And um, I broke that brand. It was like a huge thing. Um, you know, so a lot of those like milestones that yeah. you never thought you'd actually get to. And then you start breaking like Saks and Barnes and Noble. It was, it was really amazing. Oh, and another really awesome thing too, which was random but fun. I was in Dr. Phil's house. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was at his, and you know what, Jules is so random. He's got the biggest house of everybody. Right. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's like in a huge mansion. I was like, okay. It's, uh, the, the personalities that you have met along the way. I think uh, we, we, we have to have more cocktails soon to kind of go through it. <laughs> so, yes. Well, I think that the funniest thing, anyone who knows me from Bella, um, and they still laugh about this, is when Harris Hilton and I had words on, on the set of a photo shoot. I stopped the photo shoot and asked her to leave. I've never seen more jaws hit the floor. There was like 30 people in the room. Oh, I've never heard this. Wow. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) she was just being a diva. And like, I get it. You're Paris Hilton, but like, give me a break. Like we're all here. Just trying to do a job. Right. Three hours late. No one has time for this. And. uh, Oh my gosh. That. And they're like the confidence that you had, even to like tell her off, who does that? I was like, well, because you know what? It's like, we're all doing a job. So, but right. then we made up and she hosted a party for us. So it worked out. <laughs> I remember how intimidating you were in high school when you had that, when you would use your words. Out of here, Jules. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Well, the other thing I wanted to ask you is that I know that you've been very good about your time and giving back and involving your kids there as well. Any, anything that comes to mind? Cause I, I, I love the message that you're, you're giving them so early on. What, what, what have you done with them? Well, you know what? I mean, my kids, I've always been very big on, you know, it's not about you. It's about how to help other people. Like they have a pretty good lot in life. I tell them. And so yeah. it's about focusing on others who maybe could be less fortunate. Um, I've always had a major focus on childhood cancer because my cousin Rich died of cancer when we were young at 15. So that's always been a passion. Uh, Childhood cancer is completely underfunded. Um, Out of all of the cancer funding, they only get 4%, which is ridiculous. So that's a big thing. Um, My girls are actually very big in the church. So they um, volunteer. they go on mission trips. Wow. Um, 
I know they're such good girls. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. A, little different, <laughs> a little different than their mom in high school, right, Jules? A little <laughs> So, you know, like they give back in that sense. Um, yeah. Lindsay, she was actually invited. She, she's not going to go. Her father said no. But to um, a, a missions trip, uh, trip in uh, Africa this summer you know, wow. which would be amazing. But obviously the world's a little chaotic now. So we'd rather yeah. just for the U.S. if possible. Right. So um, we do that. Dan and I also sit on various boards, you know, in Staten Island, um, you know, the Heart Society. Dan and I co-chair an event every year. So for us, it's all about, you know, helping out where we live, you know, yeah. making our community a better place if possible. No, I, I, thanks for sharing that because I, I love that message. Uh, last, last question that I had was, uh, for, there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast that I've spoken to that have left the workforce, trying to get back in, don't know if they should go in the same direction they have in the past. And you've pivoted a couple of times. What message would you relay to them? I would say, ladies, just do it. I mean, I just, I know, I mean, honestly, I know it's so scary and overwhelming, but through Bella, I met hundreds of a women who, you know, started their own small business or just left one career and completely started a new one. Um, the bottom line is, is that work isn't, you know, as much of a job if you're passionate about it and you like going to work and doing your job, it makes everything so much better. Yeah. So I am, I'm all about follow your passion. I mean, I know, you know, you need the paycheck along with it, but if you feel inside, you want to make a change, do it because you can always go back. You can always go back. Yep. You know, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What did I miss? Any, anything that, uh, anything that you were thinking of or. Um, you know what, you, you know what? I read an article, Jules, over the weekend about, um, you know, it's been said a million times about, you know, women are really cheerleaders for other women. Yeah. Um, and True. I think it's really tough, but I think that um, if you find the right group of women, they'll be your biggest cheerleaders. So yeah. it's all about like finding the right group for you mm-hmm. because you'll always find haters, but the support you get out of other women, it's invaluable. I, I agree. And it's interesting after being in finance for over 20 years and, you know, the two firms I was with for so long, they were great firms, but they were dominated by men. And they were great men, but it, I'm just witnessing myself in the last couple of years, uh, your comments. So I completely agree. Well, yeah. I'll always have your back, Jules. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I know you will. I love it. I wouldn't want it any other way, by the way. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Courtney. You're, you're an inspiration and I cannot, I know you're, you're kind of making decisions on what your next steps are, but I can't wait to hear what it is when you when you decide, and maybe we'll have you back to talk about it. That'd be great, Jules. And I want to say I'm proud of you, Jules. You're doing amazing things. Thank you. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome court here. Let me turn it off. Thank you. Was it all right? Yes. I (laughs) I want to. Thanks for listening to Women on Wealth by Women for Women. Stay up to date by subscribing to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit www.principalwealthpartners.com or join us on Facebook and LinkedIn.